Hey, Pi Tribe, buckle up for a new episode of the Passive Income Examiner, the number one podcast for budding entrepreneurs and business owners looking to diversify their income with passive strategies. Welcome to season two, focused on building successful online businesses with evergreen marketing solutions. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland. Thanks for joining me. Today, Pi Tribe, I'm so glad to have you with this Monday Mindset episode that I know you are going to appreciate. Today, we have a guest, which I know normally the Monday Mindset episodes is just me, but we have an amazing and incredible human being joining us today. Her name is Julie Holly, and Julie is a good friend of mine. She's actually been on the show before, so I'll make sure to link her previous episode where we talked a lot more about apartment syndication and investing in apartments. But today we are talking about mindset because Julie and I, that's one thing that I think has really strengthened and fortified our friendship is how intentional we are about having a positive and productive, what would be the better word? It's more about having a fruitful future (laughs) mindset and being really intentional with our, with our creations. So Julie is the host of the conscious investor and the founder of three keys investments. Julie, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited about our call. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the reasons I invited Julie on is because in the past, I don't know, what would you say two years? It's really been that we've really gotten to know each other meeting much more often. I have watched Julie go from school teacher to full-time investor, but beyond that, she's now speaking on stages across the country she is connecting with people who I remember in the beginning, it was like what almost like you kind of get that starry eyes, like, oh my gosh, I just met with so-and-so, you know, when you're first starting out, but now that's who Julie is. And these are the people she connects with. It's been so exciting and cool as heck to watch her go through this transformation. But there was one key ingredient that I consistently saw Julie talk about, and that was following her why. She was very clear on her why, and at some points was having to say no to some things and yes to others to chase this dream. And it was very scary. And I know we both were going through that at some points together, but I want to hear your story. Tell us about that journey and how you really got clear. Like what, how did you get clear Julie on your why? That's one question. And then how did getting clear change your future? Mm, wow. All right, everybody sit back for a little bit of story. Okay. You know, so I've gone in and out of being a public school educator. And so when you and I met, I was a public school educator on the elementary level. And I knew that that it's kind of weird. I always know when it's time to cycle out of it. It's that's a very weird thing to say, but I've always listened to that. And I was at that point where it's like, Oh, I'm done. But then I taught in another, I taught another year and I'm like, no, no. I told my husband, no, I'm, I'm done. I need to be making a transition out of this into something else. And we have a background in real estate investing and real estate in general. That's been our bread and butter for the last teen years. And so it's just a Hey, everybody, really quick. I just want to pause this episode to tell you about my friend, Ann Sieg. She is the founder and CEO of the e-commerce business school. And we've recorded an amazing episode, which I will link in the show notes here, but really quick. I have her with me for this brief commercial. I want to talk to you about an exclusive workshop just for you, Pi Tribe. Check this out. 
Anne has a proven system for Amazon e-commerce stores. She has helped over 9,000 people build profitable e-commerce systems and live the freedom lifestyle. My friends, listen, she is not a fluff kind of girl. She doesn't tell you that you're going to get to, you know, not have to work and it's completely passive. But I will tell you this, her system is proven to give you that time freedom and that lifestyle freedom that I know you are longing for. Listen in and tell us what is so exciting about this exclusive workshop. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me here. And it's called the Automated E-Commerce Business Workshop. And through this workshop, we're going to go through the three processes of setting up an automated, profitable Amazon business. And so there's three processes involved. You'll, of course, learn how to execute those processes yourself. But we're going to show you through software and outsourcing that work and using our proven blueprints, how you can make this not only a pathway towards financial freedom via an Amazon business, but more importantly, especially for our families out there, the lifestyle freedom that families are looking for. They want to be able to, for those of you who have families, that's a a big passion of mine because that's how I got to where I'm at, is working with my sons to help grow and develop my own business online. And so we want to share this with you. And in there, you're also going to get a free gift called our Profit Projection Calculator. And we'll go through the details of that in the workshop so you can know Well, what's it going to take me to help hit, say, whatever your income is through your professional job that you have right now? You're going to be able to reverse engineer and know exactly what you need to put in your Amazon business to create that income. Or conceivably, for those of you who have that interest, you're maybe saying, I want to come home. I want to get home. And so this can be your pathway to do that. I just had a full-time nurse working 12-hour night shifts, walk away from her job about four months later. I'm not going to say that's going to happen to everybody, but... The potential is there. Absolutely. And I just get chills every time we talk about it. You guys, if you get a chance, go listen to the episode. We go into a lot more detail about Anne's history and her program and just all the goodness there. But literally, if you are looking for a way out of your current situation, this is a legitimate opportunity that can truly get you there. And now she has this free gift, the profit projection calculator for you to go back and actually determine what is it going to take for you? This is real. The the light is at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) You can see it right now. You've got to go check out the link below to the workshop. Look for the link that literally says pie tribe workshop, exclusive workshop. It is just for you, my friends. Go check it out. Add her up okay, what do you want to do? And when I discovered, I said, well, I knew I wanted to go back into real estate. I knew I wanted to be investing. I knew I could support. I would say I discovered along the way that I could support families in a different capacity. So a lot of times I had this mindset shift where I thought I'm supporting the world and contributing to the world by helping instill great things into young children and helping be part of that process of, you know, helping kids rise into, you know, becoming solid adult human beings by nature of being a school teacher. And then I realized, wait a second, if I go into real estate investing full time, I can educate these the adults. And now I have an immediate impact in the world because when we affect adults, they make decisions. And so their decisions as leaders in their families are now, you know, creating this different effect for everybody around them. So I'm like, if I go in that route, good leadership and bad leadership will always trickle down. So I thought I can make that transition. So I knew I wanted to transition and, but I didn't know what I was going to get into. And that's where I think is, that's where it got really interesting 
because I knew, well, I, I knew I wanted to go into multifamily, which is apartment investing. I really believed in that model. I believed it utilized it all of the gifts and talents, skills, and abilities that I've cultivated over the you know last two and a half decades as an adult. And then I started getting shiny, you know, shiny object syndrome. Oh, well, maybe I should also go into self-storage. Maybe I should also buy RV parks and mobile home parks. And maybe I should buy light industrial. Oh, maybe I should get involved in crypto. Maybe I should have a Walmart store. Maybe I should get into Forex trading. And so this desire to create multiple income, passive income streams started to actually undermine everything. And I had a very strong mentor in my life and I was working with a high performance coach at the same time. And if you're not paying for a coach, you're missing out. Everything good in my life, I have, I pay for it. It feels really scary. And I'm like, how am I going to afford this? How am I going to afford a podcast coach? Oh, wait, now everything that I've learned from my podcast coach now pays for my podcast, but it pays for all of my business expenses, right? Like, Every time we invest in ourself, it comes back tenfold. And my mentor actually told me like he, and to this day, he is my number one role model of my husband and I talk about, I'm like, I want to be just like him. <laughs> he's what I want to be like. And the reason is, is that he's extremely grounded and he's extraordinarily successful and has a very strong family and a very vibrant business at the same, like he, he literally does have it all. I mean, if you can take a month off and go travel Europe and work less than eight hours, I think you're, that's a good role model. And so all that to say, I was watching what he did and I said, why don't you invest in self-storage? Why aren't you investing in these other things? He's like, cause I do one thing and I do it really well. He does invest in other, other things, but he's, he's, his point was clear. That's what I heard was girl, you're a hot mess. He didn't say any of this, but <laughs> I put it all together and like, girl, you're a hot mess. You got like all this stuff going on. You're trying to do this Walmart store thing. You've invested in that and you're investing over here in this and trying that. And why not just be really good and niche down? And so I started and honestly, the Walmart store was a whole debacle. When you have $126,000 leveraged on a credit card and Walmart shuts your store down, and can potentially not pay you out for four months, five months, because that's how it's written in the contract. You start to see the world a little bit differently. And you're like, and it can be very, very sobering and extraordinarily stressful. And that was my life that year is like going through trying to create multiple passive streams. That sounded like a great plan, but I was spread too thin and I wasn't making any of the progress. So it's almost like having a series of half built bridges out in the world. It's like, you know what? It'd just be better to double down and build a bridge from this island to the next island and then build the next bridge and the next bridge. And so I had a huge shift in thinking around that. And that's really when I started gaining traction. Okay. So when you said you slowed down and you focused on building one bridge and then the next bridge, so you're saying that you wanted to dig in on apartment syndication. And then once you're established there, you're going to, then it's acceptable to move on to the next passive income stream. Or is that, is that what you're saying? I wanted to be successful, right? Like 
So everything I was doing was just deteriorating me. I didn't have enough time, energy, all my resources were not enough to build all the bridges at once. Mm, And so maybe if I had more wherewithal, if I understood more about, although my Walmart store was supposed to be a passive income, passive income stream because I had somebody running it and all of that, but it still required oversight. So, and, and learning, cause it was all new to me and Forex training, same thing. And like so many things that were just requiring me to have to educate myself and, Meanwhile, you know, it's like, I'm trying to grow an apartment syndication company. So it's trying to grow too many things all at once. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I noticed about that time is that you started to get really clear on your impact. I mean, that's when we started reading Brenda Burchard's book together. We were in the book club and it was really, you started to get very clear about not just what you wanted to do, but who and why. Yeah. And I'll, I'll pull this out. So I have my high performance. Oh, green screen, high performance planner (laughs) here. And so my mentor and I that year actually sat down and he invited me to goal set. And I said, I've never really set goals. I was intimidated by setting actual goals. It's kind of like, I don't want to feel like a failure. I don't want to have to stare at it all the time. I'll just stick to my vision board and stick to the long-term plan. And the long-term vision is very clear in my mind. So he shared his goals with me, which is like this huge deal. This will actually be the third year. I just spoke with him a couple of days ago, and this is going to be our third year meeting to do to like review goals together. And so I have my goals. I'm holding them up right here. These are my goals (laughs) in my planner printed off very clear. And so I became extremely clear about everything that I was doing. And it started out with, and I literally modeled my goals after his, and I've helped other people walk through creating their own goals, but it starts with family goals. Like, what do I want in my marriage? What do I want with my kids? What are some of the things that we want to tackle this year? And like areas we want to grow or activities you want to do. And then we talk, I have community goals. Who do I want to show up as in the community and what kind of communities do I want to help create and cultivate? Cause that's a huge part of what I know I'm supposed to be doing in the world. And then I also have like my business goals and the business goals are very, very, very clear down to like, Hey, this is when these are going to happen. These are the dates. These are the deadlines. And these are the numbers and the metrics that you are aiming to reach even down to, Hey, what social media platforms and within those platforms, maybe on Facebook, what groups am I actually going to be spending time in? So I really have learned the first year was not even that clear, but every year I've learned to just become like, just really take time to visualize, pull that dream off the shelf, as you would say, you know, and like, see like, okay, what do, what's this year look like? I can see the whole picture, but I can't do the whole picture all at once. And that's okay. I've got time on my journey to do that, but what, what steps do I want to actually see that are going to lead me closer to building into that? Okay. This is what this is about today. I can see this happening right now. This, this <laughs> whole goal setting is so powerful. Oh. We just did, I did a Q4 goal setting thing like a couple of weeks ago. And I'm so excited that we just got on this subject because you said something really powerful that I think actually holds a lot of people back. And I'm one of them. Like I could tell this was a little trigger for me and it still is. You said I was afraid to set goals because you know, then there was so much pressure to achieve them. And okay. So first of all, 
A, how did you get past that? And B, like, what has been your journey over the last couple of years of doing that? How have you seen that evolve, that feeling of fear? You know, it's a matter of if you're building into something, right? If I have a recipe, I I love baking. You know that, Lindsay. I love, love, love baking. And if I have a recipe, then I'm going to use the ingredients in the way that they are intended in the recipe. And I'm going to follow that recipe. And when I'm finished, I'm going to have something absolutely delicious because, hey guys, I just make really good stuff. It's good. So actually I, I ruined something recently, but I won't, I won't lie. I won't. That's just we all that go. how we learn, <laughs> but, but that's just it, right? We have to do our best. And so when we set our goals, that's like saying, here's my ingredients list. These are the ingredients. I know the macro of what I make, want to make in my life. And I can't make that all at once, but what are the ingredients that I'm going to use this year that are going to help create that for the long run? Instead of looking at it as this, like, it doesn't seem defeating. And I'm also not biting off more than I can chew. And that's been hard for me because I mean, I thought, you know, you're supposed to create these goals that are like, you know, shoot for the, shoot for the moon and land in the stars and it's all great or something like that. And it's just so dumb. Like why, why do I need to set goals that are like, we want to set these goals that are just like so crazy huge just because we know we're not going to achieve them, but we're going to get better than we No, How about I set a goal that feels good and comfortable to me? How about I set a goal that I believe is going to challenge me, but not debilitate and cripple me. And so the goals that I set are very friendly goals. So there's enough competition with myself because I am, I'm very competitive with myself. I'm a single, single sports person where I'm not playing on teams. I run solo and, and do things. solo. and so it's like, this is me competing against myself. So it's me against me what do I want the game to look like? So it's almost gamatizing it also. Mm-hmm. And what else I find really interesting though, that you haven't talked about, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing it, but it seems like your why. Okay. Let me, let me explain where I'm coming from. When a lot of people goal set, let's say we're working a nine to five and we're making 10 grand a month. And we know that's the number we need in order to replace our income. So we can quit. So we'll say, I am going to earn $10,000 a month in passive income in this method and spell it out and do all that jazz. However, is it realistic to earn that in one year or two years? You see where I'm coming from? Because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we force ourselves as we were talking about when I was on your podcast, like force feeding ourselves this unsavory or challenging, ultra challenging situation, just because almost out of desperation, yeah. And that's the thing that I think changed for you is when you went from, I'm not doing this to prove anything to myself. I'm doing it because I have a reason you have a mission. You got very clear on that. What was that driving force for you? But, you know, I was always really clear what I wanted. I was just extremely scattered about how I was going to get there. Very, very scattered. But now that vision is even clearer because my husband and I are becoming even more unified. And so we're creating a joint clarity, which is really cool. And, and if it's something that we have, like something I haven't experienced in this capacity, it's really exciting. And so, 
you know, I think for me, it's always been like, I like to be able to take care of myself. My husband is an amazing provider for our family. And I love that. But we've also piggybacked over the years as to like flip-flopping who's, who the, the main breadwinner is so that we can help each other reach goals. And I know that he has some ambitions that if I could, if he could not feel any pressure to provide in, you know, a particular level of income into the family, then I know that he would be able to do more and spend time with more. And so, you know, that's a huge thing. We also have one of the, one of the visions is that's current that we decided was that when our youngest graduates college, which will be in our early fifties, sorry, excuse me, graduates high school, not college, <laughs> but, but we're like, okay, when that one, when she graduates high school, then we're taking our month long trip across Europe and we want to be positioned to be able to do that. Now it's not because we want to go and just live an extravagant life, but there's so much personal discovery that takes place when we don't have those financial burdens and stresses. And we are very into contributing to others, cultivating communities and empowering the people around us to take their next steps in lives. I actually see a vision for, for my husband and I actually having like this whole marriage wing of our company that will like of my coaching company that will end up supporting people. We are not there yet. And so it's interesting as we continue down this path, it just allows for, it's almost like a baking soda and vinegar, you know, it can just like keep poofing up. Yes. Well, this is cool. Cause it's really interesting to hear how you're, it sounds to me like you've focused more on community as your big why it's it's about I hear you say that a lot creates huge about impact and I know that may not be everyone's goal but what I've seen in you Julie is how that mission that inner calling which we all have an inner calling and you've you've a you've acknowledged it you harnessed it like you you were like okay this is it for me and I noticed as you started going through you were like okay the Walmart store isn't helping me build a community the you know the other thing that you had going on wasn't about community the forex those things were more like just dreams like almost okay let me put it money it's just still money. Yes. It's like, I'm just getting money. Like it's not really doing anything else good. And, and yeah, you definitely hit the nail on the head on that one. Like I want my money to be doing double, double impact. I want it to be a force multiplier. I want it to be like, great. You're earning me money, but when you're earning me money, you're doing something great. But you know, that's interesting. Cause I had a community called the impact investing network. And I actually retired that community during that period where I started just really narrowing my focus, I started looking at, I only have so much time. My business was growing my coaching business and my real estate investing business was growing and my time was shrinking. And I had some things that I simply just need to say, you are actually really good. You're really important impact investing network. However, I can't carry the load. And, uh, I had some other people involved and it wasn't working in their, their schedule either. So it's like, okay, I just need to lay you to rest. Maybe you'll come back sometime. Maybe not, but yeah, having money work in multiple ways versus stale money. That's just like, great. You made me money. What else did you do? 
Yes. And that's, see, that's kind of the thing is the power of the why. Like I noticed that really clearly in you when you were, because you kept saying, I have to let this go. And I, I could see it in your face, the challenge, almost a defeat. Like you had set yourself up to have these goals for each little project you had going on. But then after you went through that defeat feeling, I saw this like peace come over you. It's like a bad breakup. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) If you're going through a breakup, you know, it's over, you know, the relationship's over, you know, you need to leave the job, whatever it is. We all know when something's over and the hardest part is just admitting it and saying it's over, let's move on. And so I have actually, I think I've adapted to being able to let things go sooner because it's so freeing and it, it just frees up all that bandwidth to actually do what you need to do, or even just the time to be able to read more or meditate more so that you can have a better awareness as to what your next step is. See, and I think sometimes and I'm, I'm pulling you guys in here, listening to this pie tribe, because I think and I'm using my own experience. Sometimes we hold on to things because we don't know what we'll do instead. And it's, I would challenge everybody listening to this to check in with yourself and ask yourself, what are you holding on to? That's like that relationship that, you know, it's time to let go of and let go of it without knowing how it's going to end. Like the, what's the next step. That was the truth for me when it was about leaving my job. I didn't know what the next step was. So you hold on to it because you're thinking I need to have the replacement, but what's interesting. And you're, I'm sure Julie, you experienced this too. The, when you let these things go, you make room for those new things to come in and it comes in with so much more grace than if we try to just juggle everything so that as they say, if this happens, then I will, you know, we can't always control the, then we have to just surrender to what is now. And if all that is happening now is this, this isn't for me, it's time to cut this off. Then that's the action to take. Would you agree? Mm, Totally. And, and the reality is, is that I even go to the step now as to if it's not something that is positive, If it's not, if I feel drawn down by something that I'm working on, there are points we all have work to do. We all have tasks that we have to do that maybe not be our favorite, but we all know that feeling of when you're driving to work and you're just like, I just don't even want to go in. Right. Or you're driving, let's face it. You might even be driving to meet up with a friend and you're like, I don't want to do this. I could be doing something else. The moment we have that feeling, and this is what I, what I've adopted is like, when I have that feeling, that's my, that's my indicator. I have becoming very in tune with it. And it's like, that's your indicator that you're in the wrong spot. And if we're not, I even have a book right here. I'll hold it up. I don't know if you post these on YouTube. This is Peter Drucker's book, managing oneself and Neil, what am I thinking? Michael Neil in his book, super coach, he says the same thing. And you'll start hearing this all the time. Do what you love, do what you love, do more of what you love, follow what you love, do more you love. And the world doesn't teach us that. And so really maybe even what you've been seeing over the last couple of years is me unwiring a lot of the hard wiring that was in me and saying, Nope, I'm going to do more of what I love. And it's so scary because you're, because we've been taught, oh, well, if you're an artist, you're a starving artist. 
You can't make money in these professions. You can't do this. You can't, we've been told like the only way basically to make money is to go work for the, for a company and, and have, you know, stock-based portfolio. And that's how you're going to be safe. And that's just a bunch of malarkey fill in a lot of words, whatever you're comfortable with there. And so once we start saying, I'm going to do more of what I love, when I look at what I'm able to do right now with my coaching clients, my high performance coaching clients. Like when I look at the impact that I'm having in their lives, when I am looking at the transformation happening in their lives in real time, I, it's like chills, just pure chills. And to think quite frankly, I'm competitive and in our world, monetary currency makes us feel great. Most of us are like that. I'm not a particularly money-driven person, but because culture says this is how we show you are valued, when I look at my compensation as a public school teacher and my compensation as a high-performance coach, I was trying to do the math. I'm like, I don't know. It's not 10X. It's what, 5, 6X? Like tell me, and, and I'm getting to see the metamorphosis right in front of my eyes. Like it's, and I'm doing what I love and I'm in my zone of genius. It's like, dang, let me just do more of that. And you're impacting the people that those people impact. It's paying forward mm-hmm. even exponentially. This is so good. This is exactly what we were looking for today with this, because you know, that's really what's important. I want people to understand what their why is. And if, if you're not sure Pi tribe listening to this, you're not sure what your why is start with getting clarity and just remember that your why will become more clear as you go. So don't feel stressed if you don't get it right away. I know that was true for me. It took me some time. And unlike you, Julie, I've discovered that for me, impact isn't necessarily what's important to me other than the impact with my family. That's what's Mm. important to me because I had missed out on that so much. So for me, creating passive income is about this lifestyle, this freedom and this relaxation and feeling safe with just knowing that I have money coming in. And that is the driving why. So everybody's why may be different. And I know that there will be a day where impact and changing other people's lives will be important to me. But for now, I'm okay with it where it is. I'm okay knowing that it's okay if I'm not out there changing the world with everybody, because Mm -hmm. that's just something I had been told I should do. I should focus on the impact. And I finally got truth with myself. And it's like, I don't want to make my life about the impact right now. I want to make it about my kids and my family and this memory, because I missed out on that for, you know, 10 Mm -hmm. years. So I think everybody it's okay to be wherever you are, give yourself that grace. But like Julie said, whatever it is, whatever makes you happy, chase after that. And remember that in each of the activities you take, and then it will start to gain that momentum and that traction. Oh, I I love that. And I love the fact that you have an adaptable why, and that's really important to understand that our goals are like, if you're engaging with your goals and going back to that, I'm going to take all of this really full circle. If you're engaged with your goals on a daily basis, then you are able to adjust your goals. They're not in concrete. And so you say, you know what? Interest rates went up. And so I think my investment company is going to have to pivot a little bit and it's probably going to have this type of effect. And our why is going, as we transform and evolve as human beings, our why 
and is going to transform and shape. Our goals are going to transform and shape. And that's part of it is like just constantly being in tune, using, listening to your intuition along the way and pivoting along the way. And I'd add to why is most people don't know who they are. We're so busy running around. I actually have over here on my, oh, I was just working on this. It's called start with who, like it's a, it's a concept I've been writing about is that, you know, Simon Sinek is all about start with why, but there's something, and then we have who, not how, but there's actually something in between all of that. It's really about who are you? Who are you in the world? And we're so detached from who we are and we're programmed and conditioned either to say, Hey, my money has to make impact. And it's like, wait, that doesn't resonate with me. That's not congruent with who I am. I can't live a life trying that's an imposter life. So it's not going to work. Right. And so when we're actually true to who we are, And we, that means we have to know who we are. That means we have to do some work to figure out and discover and to redo some of that programming and to peel things back. And, and it's such a fun thing. It's just like, get to see like, and, and not feel bad about saying, oh my gosh, I'm really good at creating community. Like, I didn't realize I've been doing this for the last 15 years huh, maybe I should share with others how to create community. I just got done speaking at an event in Denver on how to cultivate and create community. It's like, so we, if we're honest with ourselves, if we're flexible and adaptable, then our goals aren't scary and we can take step in steps towards them in joy because it's fun. I don't think I work anymore because I love everything that I do. So you can have that life also. Like, everyone listening can have that life. Yep. Absolutely. Man, this has been so good. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us where people can connect with you. Where's the best places? You know, the easiest place is just use my name, go to julieholly.com and Holly is H O L L Y. So if you head over there, you know, and if you're in that spot where you're trying to figure out, wow, Julie, I need to discover who I am because there is this thing that happens in our life. A lot of times people call this, this midlife crisis. I call it a midlife awakening. And that midlife can be at any point in your life, quite frankly, because our life is not necessarily chronological, but it's really based off of our transformation. Right. And we can do that at any point chronologically. So if you're at that point where you are looking to transform, then schedule a time to meet if you are looking for someone to help you out with that. Absolutely. And if you want to hear more about Julie and get into her space, her podcast is amazing. It's one of my favorites. It's especially one of the places that I've gone to what I call level up my energy. So for that, I mean, when I want to uh, put myself in a space where I'm thinking bigger then I think on the daily, or I notice that I'm getting stuck in that rut and that day-to-day routine. I love tuning into the conscious investor because the guests are amazing. She gets the highest quality people who just make you think bigger than you already are thinking. And Julie's mindset episodes are definitely so good and so heartwarming. They will make you think and make you grow. So I encourage you to check out her podcast as well. Thank you so much, Julie, for joining us. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you. This has been awesome.